Stories, Historias Latinas es un podcast que nace del proyecto de narrativas orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio, con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Bienvenidos y bienvenidas a Latino Stories. Soy Elena Fowles. My guest today is Bernadette Peña. Peña is originally from San Antonio. She founded Miela Media after finding minimal representation of diverse voices in children's literature. Miela Media applies a multicultural and multi-generational multi approach to visual storytelling, cultivating cultural identity and literacy through authentic narratives. Nuestra Gente, a tribute to Hispanic innovators and dreamers, and Brava, a celebration of women exhibits, have been hosted by libraries, colleges, and universities, primary and secondary schools, youth organizations, corporations, and featured in various publications. Bienvenida a este episodio, Bernadette. Hello, and thank you, Elena, for welcoming me and for having me on. Tell me about growing up in San Antonio. You know, um, born here, uh, moved away for a little bit, uh, but all my family is here. And we we are very close, grew up on the south side of San Antonio. Um, I still live in the south side now. Um, we, we um, my family is there. And growing up here, you know, had a beautiful experience in terms of Uh, being around my culture and traditions and um, understanding um, what Latinidad looked like. And it was it was amazing. Um, you know, the, the schools that I went to were primarily located on the south or um, the far west side of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. But uh, my favorite my favorite uh, place to be is on the south side mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, our community is a small town within a big city. Right, right. And I'm new to San Antonio, like we were just talking about um, a little bit earlier. Uh, so I am getting to know, um, you know, the different neighborhoods and identities yes. and, and sort of placemaking of uh, Latinos in the area, Latinx peoples in the area, and also the strong Mexican-American uh, Mexican heritage yes. um, that this city has. Yes, yes. We are, you know, I, I like to think of us in this cultural uh, bubble, this experience. And of course, when we travel into other spaces throughout, you know, the country, um, I, we really do take it for granted that we have everything. We have, you know, the the vibrant colors of our culture so prominent in spaces. Um, um, also, you know, seeing faces that look like ours, you know, uh, it's, it's, It's actually a wonderful experience to have, and you really miss it when you're not in those spaces. Um, but that's also important to, you know, like what when you uh, put together your chosen family members too. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? If you're not from San Antonio, I think you found like you're qu quickly embraced by right. everybody, right. right? Everybody sees each other as family, um, supportive, and that sort of thing. But that just speaks to, you know, um, the upbringing, you know, mm -hmm. the upbringing of, of San Antonio uh, families. We all see each other in that way for the most part, mm -hmm. and um, everybody embraces each other with a hug and a, and a smile, right. um, and that's very typical what we see in our own families, right? I can definitely say I have not felt lonely yeah. since moving here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've met a lot of wonderful women already, yes. uh, like yourself. Yeah, thank um, you. 
Bernadette, I read about your, the influence of Frida Kahlo in your life, especially as you saw your granddaughter see herself and her story. Tell me about this moment. Sure. So, um, you know, it was Women's History Month, and at the time I was homeschooling my granddaughter, Ella. Uh, we went into the library, as we typically did every week, and I was looking specifically for Latina stories, and I couldn't find any books. Mm -hmm. I went to the librarian, who I knew very well, his name is Carlos, and he said, you know, they're just not written. And we started to have this conversation. He's a, a professor at uh, um, within Alamo Colleges. So him and I, you know, bounce a lot of stuff off of each other. And, and he challenged me. He said, you know, what will you do about it? And at the time, I was just trying to get through the day. So I checked out the books that were there. Um, and of course, you know, the, we had already a story of Frida at home. Mm -hmm. And when we began to read the story, there was something different that happened this time around with my granddaughter. Uh, she began to identify the flower with the flowers in her hair. Why is she wearing flowers? Mm -hmm. And the reboso was so colorful, the jewelry. Also, too, you know, she identified these characteristics like the eyebrows, her eyebrows look like <laughs> mine. Right. Um, you know, that's what she was saying. And um, specifically then she began to identify with uh, Frida li living with a disability. Mm -hmm. And my granddaughter lives with a disability. So at that moment, you know, we started to talk about it. And she said, I want to wear flowers in my hair, too. And so I thought, well, great, let's do it. So we pulled from my closet and we dressed her up and um, and she dressed up and she began to swing the skirt around and she began to, you know, twirl around and just this embodiment came, you know, overcame her where she was just so confident in in that space. And we were, and it makes me a little emotional every time I think about that specific moment, just because it was, it was magical. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what these, you know, stories are meant to do, right? These children's stories. That's why representation is so important because we never know at what moment it'll inspire, you know, the individual, the reader. Um, so from that point forward, you know, we started looking at other stories. Celia Cruz, I took, um, a little mermaid uh, uh -huh. aerial uh, uh, wig, and I twisted it up into a Celia Cruz, you know, do. Uh -huh. And we had so much fun with these stories. So once I once you know, I, of course, at the time I went to social media, took these photos with my camera, mm -hmm. you know, my phone on my phone, and um, posted those on social media. And quickly, very quickly, uh, families, friends started to reach out to me and say. I want my child to be part of this experience. And what are you doing? And it was all that originated from was this moment, this magical moment between Ella and Frida and myself and, and just her seeing herself in this uh, as an artist, mm -hmm. as this person who, you know, has changed this, you know, landscape of the art world and story and really just unapologetically just being herself, right? And Frida did not care what anyone had to think right. about her. Um, so for Ella at that moment, I think that that's the space where she is because when you meet her, she's unapologetically herself. <laughs> uh, though she lives with this disability, it does not define her. Mm -hmm. So in those moments for her, she, this, her identifying, making these identification points, I think it really speaks to where she was at in that space. Because we had read the story before, right. but there were these moments where she began to really make those personal connections. Right. It was beautiful. It was That's beautiful. Great. 
Is this one of the experiences that drew you to start your company? Yes, absolutely. So again, shared that posted everything on social media, went, um, you know, thought about it. And I thought, you know, this is fun to do. This is great. But life was busy. And next time around, here comes Women's History Month. It's 2018. And I thought, what if I expanded this conversation to other girls and let's empower them, you know? And so there's a lot of negative context going around, you know, about Latinos, um, you know, about our heritage, where we're from. And I really started to think this out. And so I expanded the, the conversation, but I let the, the young ladies choose who they wanted to emulate. Um, so they chose sports stars, writers, you know, activists. And so, you know, again, taking photos with, with my phone, mm -hmm. you know, not, not really formalizing anything. Um, after that was the series was basically shared again, I really then got into a space where these disparaging remarks were being made specifically about, you know, being from Mexico or, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, um, a descendant of, of Mexico. And I, I really thought to myself, this is where that challenge comes back. I, you know, I'm in this space where I need to decide what this looks like for me mm -hmm. and how am I going to challenge a narrative that's being shared about us. And it was really, again, back to representation of, of who our culture is, right? Who is our, who makes up our culture? And we have a beautiful culture and we've, you know, uh, have a deep, um, um, deep roots in, in this, um, in the society and, and our country, and yet those stories aren't told. So back again to the lack of representation and story. Um, and because, you know, I work in the, in the space of children, I really thought if children can just see themselves in the individual, mm -hmm. then, um, then this, could, this could really be impactful for the generations. Because not only are we working with children today, but also healing the inner child, mm -hmm. right? Um, addressing some of those generational um, issues that, you know, that, that need healing, right, and need to be brought to light. And I thought this could be a real way to bridge um, these um, generations. Uh, specifically, too, I wanted to, in, in the same space, I wanted to also create room for our young men, right, because they were directly being attacked. Um, our men were being attacked, you know, as rapists and murderers and things right. like that. And mm -hmm. so I thought, you know, I can't have my nephews growing up thinking that those were those are the only examples of men, mm -hmm. especially when they have we have role models within our own family who are amazing men and mm -hmm. fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was the space. And so I decided to create Miela Media uh, and specifically to tell the stories of uh, Latinx influencers. Right, right. And I do uh, see that reflected into that um, Nuestra Gente yes. uh, exhibit that we have here at the University of Texas A&M San Antonio. Um, that, that's one of the things that um, that sort of stood out when I came um, to my first campus visit. Um, how we need more of that, right? We yes. need um, our children to see themselves as any profession they can yep. think of, and then they can achieve it. Absolutely. Um, so uh, Absolutely. it's it's really a, a really powerful exhibit. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank you. I like to add that it extends beyond the first collection too. You mm -hmm. know, there's I'm going to unveil 47 more stories that have been shared um, over the course of you know the pandemic. Um, but um, the the second edition officially closes uh, during you know this year, so it's forty seven stories, and there are, there are 
thousands of stories to tell of the of the known and the unsung. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, for anybody who is who gets to see the exhibit, whether it's online or in person, as a collective um, piece, it's so powerful because you begin to realize that these are antibasados, right? Mm -hmm. These, even though we may not be related to the individual, we are all connected to each other. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, um, Bernadette, as we all know, San Antonio is close to Uvalde, uh, the city that experienced a terrible school mass shooting on May 24th of this year, 2022, and that it took the lives of 22 people, including 19 mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. ages um, 8 through 10, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, Texas A&M San Antonio has strong ties with Uvalde since there are many students, staff, alumni that have family and, fr and friends there. President Matson has asked you to be part of a university project to honor the lives of these children's and children and educators. Can you tell us a little bit about this project? Absolutely. Uh, you know, when Dr. Matson and I spoke, um, we, we wanted to find a way to honor these stories beyond the tragedy. Um, um, the tragedy itself, you know, it, it impacted so many of us on so many levels of emotion. Um, I think, you know, f and I'll just share my perspective. For me, you know, um, watching this individual who was in deep pain, you know, cause this tragedy, he, you know, he's a brown face just like mine, right? Mm -hmm. And to go into a space where there's a, a school, you know, made up of children um, and also an attack on many of his own community, you know, right. it's a, it was a very, um, obviously a very uh, tragic situation. And at the time when, when, when Dr. Metz and I spoke, you know, we wanted to honor these, their stories. We wanted to honor the stories of these children and their educators. Um, and to find a way to do it in, in, in a respectful manner. Now, yes, you know, as a curator, I can come in and and um, formulate this idea as, a, as an artist. You know, I have a vision. But I also felt that it was very important to bring in the voices of the university uh, students. Right. Because, you know, these are this is the next generation of, of leadership that's mm -hmm. that's going to go out into the world. Also, too, you know, there are members of this community and of the Uvalde community as well. So it was very important to bring their voices into the space and, and to encourage them to creatively find ways for them to step in and engage in a healing process mm -hmm. as well. Um, first of all, Dr. Matson has a great vision to bring um, these social, you know, issues to the forefront. And she's done an amazing job of bringing in art to do that. And this just, this is also becomes a legacy to that too, of what life was like. Um, as, you know, she's mentioned before, you know, 50, 75 years from now, these are the things that we're going to look back on. And we have to ask ourselves, where were we in this, in this time of need? Mm -hmm. The space, wherever we step in and how we step in looks different for everyone. But there's an opportunity for us to create this memorial um, and to tell these elements. Now, specifically about the the art component, um, you know, we're telling story. We're telling story in in different layers um, through the art and um, representation of the child and the or the educator. What they liked, what were their interests, what were they doing? You know, we want to we want to honor their story beyond this. You know, what occurred to them, what happened to them. And, um, and then we want to talk about their aspirations because that, after all, is very important. You know, we, 
we are here at the university and we're, we're here for, with intention to be, to do something and, and to educate ourselves to reach our aspirations. And these children, unfortunately, will never have the opportunity. But how can we, how can we contribute to their legacy? And that is to, you know, to honor their aspirations too. The young lady who wanted to be a marine biologist, you know, that's a very important element to mm-hmm. tell because she may have inspired somebody else, you know, to become a marine biologist, you know, um, through this, through her story. Um, we're also adding in, um, the, uh, digital stories and, um, and through a children's book, Mm -hmm. um, where these students are coming in and they're writing the stories uh, in that manner. And creatively speaking, they have, you know, there are no limitations. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's really important to, to emphasize because again, it's, development of of you know what this looks like for them as the writer as the creator Mm -hmm. and we want for them it encourages them to grow you know um through a healing process and to figure out a way to do that creatively so it's going to be a wonderful collaboration and i really am excited because two classes are coming together to work with you on this so dr adriana santos class We'll, we'll be working on nichos yes. and, um, you know, uh, her class is about Latinx art. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they'll, they'll be working on that. And then my class mm-hmm. will be working on children's book yes. uh, and, and we'll be working, um, you know, telling the stories about each of these individuals, um, creatively. Yeah. And so I'm very excited about the opportunity to do this, um, also to, like you said, to honor the the lives of this uh, uh, children specifically, to create to bring awareness yes. of um, you know some of this, what led to this, right, mm-hmm. and and how could it be uh, prevented, um, and also to uh, provide. Um, resources, right, for maybe for other elementary schools or just for our community, right? right. It's a time, um, story, uh, healing through storytelling, right, Absolutely. and through art. Um, that's a very important component. Yes. Um, what are you hoping to see happen as a result of this project? You know, that's that overall, you know, first and foremost is to honor the stories of these individuals, these students and teachers, um, but you touched on this as the 22nd box, right? The sec- 22nd Nietzsche or shrine, if you will, um, is to create the awareness. We want to, um, you know, to make sure that if somebody has a need, um, this there's an opportunity for us to provide them with a resource. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not an end all or the, you know, we're not, it's, it's, it's not the only resource, but but to begin the conversation, right? And not only just, you know, if there's a, a mental need, but also where do you start if you want to become civically involved? Uh, where do you begin? And that's a quite when I work with youth today, that's their biggest question is where do I begin? How do I get started? And 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 really when we think about our what our own, you know, um, civic action looks like, we just started somewhere. It it we it was no real plan and we just kind of all, you know, just you know, fell into things, if you will. But overall for this exhibit, you know, um, and in addition to honoring the story is to create these components um, to create awareness, awareness of of what life is like, um, create um, a resource, you know, give them, give the viewer a resource opportunities, um, whether it's again, related to mental health, 
um, civic action if they choose to, if they want to donate. Civic action is also donations too, if they want to donate. So all of those elements would be decided by the student voice. Um, again, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I wanted to add that in where, you know, the viewer now can, can be part of the story too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as this, as the, um, the person looking in, um, you have to decide, you know, what the action point looks like for you. And that's really what I encourage. And it's more of an encouragement um, because it may not begin at that moment. It may be something that, you know, stays with you. And then you decide from there what that looks like. And it's up to the viewer. It's There's no right and wrong way to um, to be involved or to or to uh, decide what action looks like for you. And I, and I really like what you say about... Um, you know, civic engagement mm -hmm. or, you know, how we act can look different uh, yes. for everybody. It could be through monetary donations. It could be through time, donating mm -hmm. your time. Um, it could um, be um, just being more aware, right? If yes. uh, if, um, if you see somebody that might be needing help, yep. uh, pointing them to the right resources right. or, you know, saying something. Yeah, um, and, in. and so sometimes it's, it's, it's not, um, we don't have to um, get too complicated in, in the yeah. ways that we engage and you, um, you know, sort we, we can do just a little bit to bring change. Absolutely. Um, to bring comfort to somebody, to be, right. to listen, right. right? To listen. Right. Um, so I really like the potential, right, of this um, exhibit that will be permanent. So, yes. you know, students will feel, staff and alumni will feel, um, you know, this, this connection and this honoring of the families, but also students that come in the future, it's a it's a place of memory, right? A place of history, yeah. and and what do we do, and and how are we, um, you know, making space for for people to reflect, to Absolutely. engage. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like the the biggest component for me. I knew I wanted to do something. I just I I had this idea in my head, and I thought, you know, um, this is not just about me as an artist. It's it's nothing that I want to do on my own. And it's about community engagement. Mm -hmm. And and when Dr. Matson approached me, you know, it was actually, you know, perfect timing because I was looking for a space. Where could this live? Where could this this memorial, you know, um, reside? Um, so uh, I think Dr. Matson and I have a lot of, um, you know, shared visions when it comes to uh, um student voice and, um, and storytelling. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm very grateful for her support. Um, but also too, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to go this alone because I, from in my work and in any kind of work that I've ever done, you know, I really wanted to just emphasize that we don't have to go it alone. And that's part of our makeup in our community and our families and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. we, especially those who've done the work around healing you know, you begin to understand that, um, you know, healing, what healing looks like is, you know, creating empathy and mm -hmm. compassion and giving space for each other and, and honoring, you know, mm -hmm. honoring people and where they're at and sometimes meeting them where they're at too, you know, right. I mean, that's a, a big component to it too. So, you know, creating this, this storyline, um, as a collection, um, uh, as a collective, mm -hmm. um, um, effort, you know, it, it, it couldn't be done any other way, you know, Absolutely. and I, I'm so grateful, you know, to be given the spaces, you know, by you and, and uh, Dr. Santos 
Um, and also, too, for the students, you know, to really step forward and say, yes, you know, we want to be a part of this. And it's a very emotional process, um, you know, but um, it's part of the growth, too. Mm -hmm. It's part of the growth, so, too, and the healing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Bernadette, I was going to ask you if uh, what are your future projects, but I think you have your hands full with us <laughs> in this project um, because we're, we, we'll be asking you questions and you yes, know, asking yes. for your guidance yes. on this. Uh, but is there anything else that's coming up that, um, that we should know about? Yeah, you know, um, I do work closely with the university um, because my exhibit, you know, is uh, part of the permanent art collection here, Nuestra Gente Tribute, um, the first edition. Um, I do work closely with the students uh, to help them understand um, where where culture and life intersects, mm -hmm. right? And um, and and to understand what that intersection looks like. So I work with different groups and classes. Um, it's it's not uncommon for our students or our youth today to not know what these things are, what elements are, like a Nietzsche, right? I mean, we right. we. Um, uh, we, I see this con I see this consistently, and it's not that it's 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 not because there's not an, a a complete awareness. It's just not at the forefront of of you know everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, but so, and in that space, and and I reference that because working with the university, um, there are some the other muertos projects that we're working on. Um, also, with regard to um, Nuestra Gente and my work around Mi la Media, I work with Mi Forturo. And this, this organization um, is youth-led, uh, so there's a voter campaign that they're working on. Um, we're uh, also, you know, in the space, again, of, of telling story, right? Mm -hmm. What do these stories look like? Not just about the individual, but about the contributions that we've made, you know? Um, so, for instance, I'd love to share, you know, the... Um, of the origination of popcorn, you know, something that is just seen as, you know, um, you know, just an everyday part of right. life. But, you know, if people just un only understood, like, it's indigenous past, mm -hmm. you know. So um, sharing things about that and, and, and um, about those, you know, um, contributions that we made to present day society. Um, also beginning to pick back up on the storytelling to continue the third edition of Nuestra Gente mm, Tribute. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot on the books. Um, and then the other thing, I'm, you know, another uh, storyline that I'm building, too, is telling uh, stories of our Afro-Latinx, uh, you know, people. Because, you know, um, there's an opportunity for us to call out our own biases and, and recognize mm -hmm. what cool. the... Um, what that looks like within our families and our spaces. Um, but, but to also emphasize the stories too, because, you know, as we all know, you know, we, we are, you know, the, the word that was really popular was we're not a monolith, but right. we aren't, we aren't, you know, it's still right. present day. Mm -hmm. And so just expanding on, on, um, giving opportunity to expand on those voices as well. So that'll come up in, in February and then continuing on with the, uh, work that I'm doing through uh, Brava, a celebration of women. You know, I originated Brava Mujer and um, in telling those those stories of women today. And, um, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot. Uh, I'm really excited about it. But again, it's all around the, it goes back to the origination of the work, and that is representation, mm -hmm. representation. And I also like to note that, you know, I never saw my work 
Um, I, I never really saw it in museums because that is not my experience with art. Mm-hmm. My experience looks like murals or uh, specific places through cultural art centers. Mm-hmm. So being here at the university um, was my only vision at the time where I thought I, it has to be in a public space right. where uh, any individuals of all walks of life can mm-hmm. see it. Because um, again, we're building we're building cultural, you know, awareness and literacy, right? And so, um, um, so looking for spaces too to um, you know keep the um, the exhibits um, in. Uh, so what that looks like is they become travel exhibits, mm. and so I go into the schools. So I'll be very busy with that, you know, throughout the school year. <laughs> I bet, and I and I think we can record a whole podcast, which Absolutely. we will <laughs> and, and later on, about um, museums, right, and yes. how those spaces have not always been welcoming of minoritized communities, right, and why um, it might be well challenged that Absolutely. through public art and public spaces where yes. we can actually, you know, see those yes. um, representations of our of yep. our culture. But but yeah, no, this is important work. Important work. Thank you. Thank you. Bernadette, uh, gracias por esta conversación. Thank you. Thank you for having me. A todos, gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Mm-hmm.